0: Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas, who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I've got another intermittent fasting success story. Emily Harvo has gone from 300 pounds to somewhere in the 150s just by reducing the amount of hours she eats in a day. You'll get to meet her right after this i'm officially giddy i'm at the part of the house building process this is our third home to build where it's all the fun stuff the sexy stuff you know i don't care about uh, the things that make it work i like this stuff that makes it look pretty and Acles carpet one is definitely helping me make it look pretty it's the backsplash, guys. The backsplash I'm getting from Acles Carpet One, you're thinking, well, aren't they carpet and flooring? They are so much more. They have all the cool stuff for your kitchen, for your bathroom, they have cabinets. So, when you've got any project at your home, whether you're building from scratch, you're remodeling, you're just doing a little fix-up. You want it to look like it's a house from this century called Acles Carpet One. Those of you in Arkansas know the name. If you're listening from out of state, it's worth the drive here. They beat the big box stores. Booyah! No one else does that. And great customer service. My tile can't wait to show it to you. I'll put it on my social media, and I'm not hiding. You can find my social media anywhere, Lisa Fisher Said Podcast, and check the show notes for Acles Carpet One. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. That's right. Here we go. Emily, I love a good intermittent fasting story. I follow you on one of the message boards that we're a part of in Graham Curry's The Fasting Highway, which is a great book. In fact, one of my intermittent fasting clients today said, I listen to the man from Australia all the time and I'm so encouraged. Mm -hmm. So that's where I saw some of your posts. So tell me your intermittent fasting story.
1: Thank you. I would love to talk about that. Um, You know, Graham and his group is such a calming presence in this space. And we can get so deep in the weeds on so many different parts of, of the fasting and do this and do this and do this. And he just keeps it so simple for us. And he just feels like this voice that just is like, this is just steady and simple. And I hope that I can get that message out there because I am a biohacker. I have tried many different kinds of protocols. I've tried different kinds of supplements and I've gone really deep for the, uh, experience of, you know, trying this experiment or that experiment. And, but I I don't want that to be what people think about, especially beginners. I just want it to be so simple. And so, yeah, we don't we don't want to,
0: yeah, to overthink it. Right. Yeah. Well, Tell me your definition. What is actually a biohacker? You hear that term now in (laughs) 2021 and beyond. So how do you define a biohacker? You know, the first time I heard that term was actually uh,
1: from Dave Asprey. Um, And so he's big on the bullet fruit proof coffee, which was my introduction to fasting. And, um, you know, as people are figuring out where do I start or whatever, that is where I started, um, with just having a bulletproof coffee in the morning and realizing that I was so satisfied. Of course, we know that is not fasting. We know that. Um, but you, does he know that
0: this has has he changed his no, because when I I follow a lot of his stuff, I think he's amazing, and I'm going to put him in the show notes. Let so me write that down. Yeah, you bet. But does he include? I my son is the one who told me about intermittent fasting, and he opens his feasting window with a bulletproof coffee. Does mm-hmm. Dave Asprey still call that fasting if you drink the bulletproof coffee? We need to find out because I know it kind of so... scares me. It really does. And the
1: the this mindset that you can have cream in your coffee, you know, that it's very popular still. And it, it I just I have a hard time I have to bolster myself up when I see someone say, Well, I'm fasting. And like well, no, you are not. Um, You're not so fasting. I I think that's the perfect way to a break a fast for certain. And for me, it happened to be the perfect way to experiment with not eating solid food, shall we say? <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. And so it's a friend had told me that, a girlfriend had said, Oh, if you make this, you know, thing and have it in the morning, then you won't eat until later. And so it kind of got me used to I suppose, a liquid, you know, um, and, but I do think the biohack in that is trying to trigger your ketones is trying to, you know, it has some MCT in there. And so you're doing some, uh, you're experimenting with some different fats that burn in different ways. Um, and so, yeah, that was my intro to it. And I was so fortunate that I read the obesity code in the fall of 2017, which is, I heard you say that that was about when you started on this lifestyle as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. I was really in a pretty desperate spot myself. I had um, had an injury. I'd been uh, working out too heavily, I think. I'd been doing like some tap dancing classes and some CrossFit type of moves with a neighbor and my tore my meniscus. I was up at 300 pounds when I was doing this.
0: So this was a lot. (laughs) You were tap dancing at 300 pounds. Yeah, I was. I was. Yes. (laughs) What kind of woman are you? I just love my life. I love having fun. I love that about you. I love that you had the confidence to do it.
1: Yes, I did. I did. And it, you know, it's, it's all, I, I'm very much, I'm raising kids. I'm a homeschool mom and I've got one that's in homeschool and several that are in, you know, they're all doing different things. And, um, so everything for my life has to be organic for my family and it just has to be uh, family friendly whatnot. And so I will say that my girls were in a dance program and they were taking a tap class and they offered one for the moms at the same time. And so I was like, Perfect. I'm already in town. You know, this will be so great. Good. So, uh, I love that. Oh, it was so much fun and I really enjoyed it. And it was just a great, energized group of people. And, you know, I'm going to have to put that on my list to get back and try that again. I think I'd have a little bit uh, better experience with it now, now that I'm about 150.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. Easier. (laughs) I'm looking at you and you're very slim. Yeah. So you have, Thank then you've you. dropped half your body. I have, I'm right in that
1: zone. Wow. I'm right in half of my starting, starting weight. So yeah,
0: <laughs> feels really Unbelievable. good. Well, so, okay. And I want to go back just for listeners who don't know the bulletproof coffee is what we call a biohack and in, in biohacking mm-hmm. is just kind of tweaking your own cellular mitochondrial and metabolism. I mean, I'm I'm kind of over, I'm just making my own Lisa Fisher definition just to explain, because I remember hearing that a lot, like about a year ago, and I've been following Dave Asprey. So he started this, I think he says like in 2014, he really got in front of people around that time, or maybe before then. But the Bulletproof Coffee is coffee with um, some type of fat oil. So an MCT oil, or my son uses, I think, butter. And then he would and he whirls it up, you know, because the the fat will separate. Because you know, it will, the way mm-hmm. it, will, it won't be real good. So you have to whirl it up with a hand blender. And lot. Do you put sugar in that when you do a bulletproof coffee? Oh no, 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 no. Um, so just the fat, okay? Yeah, I might have
1: used stevia. I only recently got off of uh, the sweet palate. That's been that. It's that's only really happened to me this year.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's been so great. Okay. Well, I I want to talk about that too. Let me put that down so I don't forget my ADD up. Yes. Okay. So you started at 300 pounds and Mm -hmm. at that point, were you uncomfortable? Did Mm. you feel, did you, was there an impetus to lose weight? I mean, if you're out there Mm. tap dancing, you have confidence. (laughs) So you don't lack confidence. I I love that. I really love that. So... Um, um, it,
1: I definitely had an energy. I would say that even mentally, as I was gearing up towards all of these wonderful things I love to do as a large woman with a large family. And, you know, we just do the things we just I wore a swimsuit. I went to the beach. I just, I didn't let anything Good. stop me from having wonderful fun in my life. I always have enjoyed exercising, usually with a friend, you know, would do get into walking routines or things like that. But my energy was a real issue. Um, I, I would have to just psych myself. And at that point that 17, you know, I was in my mid, mid to late forties, older mom. I didn't have my kids till I was uh, 31. I had my last baby and I was 41. And so, you know, and the energy how many to keep you have? Up with all, I have four children. Yeah, They're ha- ages nine to 18. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so I think that what was happening with me is I was very unhappy with how, with that my energy was still low. It just, it kind of took a lot to gear up to this this life that I wanted. Um, and I just had been looking, actually had gotten the consult for a, a gastric sleeve. I had a lot of my friends at that time. That's what was helping them. And, you know, sometimes that changes the microbiome. And, you know, if you're looking at a diabetes diagnosis and you're looking at, sometimes that's a fantastic thing for somebody to do. So I, I wasn't having necessarily, um, markers of disease that I knew of. Um, I just had low energy, and I think that now that I know how great I feel right now, I thought I felt pretty good, which I probably did, but it's just like ramp it up, ramp it up, ramp it up. Now I feel kind of like explosive and unstoppable, <laughs> so my my feeling of life and enthusiasm has gotten so much better. Yeah. Well,
0: are you a so seven good. on the Enneagram? Do you know if you're a seven?
1: I am a seven. <laughs> how did you know
0: that? Same girl, because I am, and I... <laughs> I, everything you're laying down, I'm picking up. (laughs) I I, love it. I homeschooled for 15 years and had the best time. And I was on the radio here. I still did TV commercials. I did a million things. So I get you. I get you. Yeah, you do. We have, we have fun everywhere we go, but now we're going to talk about something and and we're not going to over oversimplify this because Mm -hmm. you may or may not have the answer Because the answer is not always because you overate, but why were you 300 pounds? What do you think was the root cause? That's a good question. So
1: I think the root cause was, I thought that calming yourself with emotions, with food, celebrating with food, calming with food, soothing with food, I thought that that was um, just what everybody did, and it was just the normal way to live your life. It was this emotional relationship with food. So that's one reason. Um, but I also do believe that the food industry is just uh, designed to, make us eat foods that make us want more foods i believe that the food industry is geared towards processed and hyper palatable foods and i think that there for me i really relate to an addiction component when it has to do with um, foods food categories especially anytime you get outside of a whole food i believe that the food itself makes you eat more and makes you eat an inappropriate amount and is designed to make you eat an inappropriate amount. So I I would say processed food itself, I feel uh, just will lend itself to that journey of being overweight. And of course that loops back around to our insulin levels of all these things that fasting does to correct and our organs getting weak and not being able to transfer glucose correctly. Um, And so I think it just kind of, builds and builds and builds. So if I, if I had to say, you know, I would say that the, the food industry itself, processed food itself, I think it's pretty much designed to wreck your health. And then, um, on, in addition to that, just a very deep emotional dependence on food to help me through my emotions.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful that I can, I, I followed every bit of it. Because yeah. when I coach my intermittent fasting clients, one just told me today, he's a celebrated chef in Arkansas and he's told his story. So he doesn't mind even if I, if I mention his name, but he was saying it's crazy. He started in May and this is August when we're recording. Um, he's lost about 52 pounds, but he was morbidly obese to start. But he said the craziest things happening. He's a chef. He goes, I am craving healthy foods. And I yes. said, isn't that funny how we start crowding out he, because mm-hmm. we want to make it window worthy. And that's the term we use when we open our feasting window that mm-hmm. we want it to be foods that are satisfying because this is, this is what I was going to say. What I tell my intermittent fasting clients when they say, but can we eat potato chips? I go, knock yourself out, but mm-hmm. potato chips are manufactured to have a component. So you don't feel satiety. And so we, and cause I teach them all about leptin and ghrelin. And so mm-hmm. if those things are pushed to the side, I said you would never eat three full baked potatoes fully loaded you'd you'd get Mm -hmm. stuffed and sick but you could eat a bag of potato chips and never Mm -hmm. notice and they -hmm. went they go yeah and once you start seeing those foods they they while you and i are talking about intermittent fasting and how we're not going to eat the food manufacturers right now are twirling their mustaches over a a box of uh, fritos trying to get people to eat more of them they're trying Mm -hmm. to find ways and so I don't want to be a pawn of their game anymore. I, right. I want to be a pawn of the organic farmer's game. I want yes. my organic farmer to be able to homeschool some more if she wants to, or send her kids to wherever she wants, whatever she wants to do, I want to support them. Mm-hmm. So once you ch- kind of change your mindset, then mm-hmm. you're looking at your CSAs, those are your um, agriculture, you know, community supported agricultures. You go into the farmers market. Now, are you in California, Emily?
1: Okay, no, I'm so you have <clears throat>
0: Washington State. Oh, oh, Washington State. Well, do mm-hmm. you have the good fresh? I knew you were um, uh, Pacific time. That's why I couldn't remember. Are you? Do you have a lot of then beautiful um, organic farmers around you? you? There's a lot of farming practices. In we have a lot Northern. of selection.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that makes yes, a big we
0: difference. Have- we're we're a very agricultural state, but we do have a small cold period in Arkansas. So this is my first year to really everything I get, I try to get from the organic farmers. You know, I'll have to can because November, December, January, February, the harvest is over. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are root vegetables, I guess we can find those winter vegetables, but it does kind of change the way you look at things. Okay, let's talk about now how you switched from, you called it the sweet palate. Yes. And what you've done to disassociate, dissociate.
1: Sure, sure. Um, so that is very recent for me. Uh, so just this year, I've lost probably about 30 pounds. I was about 180 in the 180s, and now I'm in the 150s. So it's been a refining awesome. process that, you know, of course, there's scale numbers that happen, which I don't really care about that. But there's, you know, how I feel and how I relate to food. And the more and more I've gotten into the fasting lifestyle, I'm four years in now, it has become more about high quality food. I think that's a really natural Mm -hmm. progression as people get healthier and healthier. Um, So no, I actually have friends who you're talking about a biohack. Sometimes people will do what's called an elimination diet to um, try to identify foods that are not really agreeing with them for a multitude of different reasons. Um, and so I had a lot of people in my community were experimenting with a diet called the carnivore diet. And so this is a meat based animal based diet. And, um, which is an, which is an elimination diet really. Um, but so I decided to experiment with that this year and I started that journey in, uh, January. So up until that point, my food, I had gotten more and more towards animal foods and protein foods uh, in the year prior. And then I, this, this was the tool because we have different tools to conquer whatever our health goals are. And I realized that sweeteners and sugar that they, I was still just getting pulled into them. Even in the keto food industry, the fake food, what I would call it. Uh, Yes. (laughs)
0: That's interesting.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of things you can buy at Costco right now that are very processed that can put keto on the label that I still don't think are very ideal for human function. I think that, you know, this, (laughs) Mm. oh, and we can have keto ice cream and keto candy bars and, you know, all these kinds of things. And so, um, I just decided that I would try in order to deal with my, my sweet and my sugar addiction, I would try this carnivore diet. So that's what I've been doing this year. And I, of course, combine it with intermittent fasting. So I do all kinds of clean fasting schedules with a meat based animal based diet. And it's going great. It's been a wonderful tool. Uh, so I don't know if that will stay with me forever. If that's just me for a little bit, you know, for right now it's like so far it's working and I love it. And my body feels really good like that. Um, but I think that that has been my little trick or my little tour to, to tool, to deal with the, with the sugar, the sugar demon and the sweet demon and all that. So it's been going great. Yeah. I really like it. Good.
0: When you started at 300 pounds, what was your first foray? Did you start with sixteen eight? And That's a term we use when you fat. First number we're telling you is the fasting window. And then the next number we're saying in the 24 hours is your feeding or feasting window. So how did you start?
1: So my initial um, introduction was I had read The Obesity Code by Dr. Jason Fung. And then I jumped and read his book with Jimmy Moore that's called The Complete Guide to Fasting. Right. Um and so I actually really did book. it's a good book it is a good book but it's mm-hmm. in the extended fasting world a lot of it's in the extended fasting world yeah, which is. is something that I don't really do anymore at at all actually and I I'm not You don't need to. No, I don't need to. Um <clears throat> there are some other health uh journeys, if I, you know, ha, had some kind of a cancer or something, I would look into that. I would look into extended fasting as an adjunct therapy to, you know, a radiation and, and a chemo type of it. So I, there are reasons to do extended fasting. Um, and so I d- actually did a lot of that. Um, my first, you know, hundred pounds was honestly a lot of extended fasting. Um, I had read the Jen Stevens books and I loved those books books, but I just, I was kind of an all or none person, right? Is that how we get sometimes? Do we push Mm -hmm. it a little too Mm -hmm. hard? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I, it was, I had some bumps in that road. There were some nice things about being in that uh, extended fast world and doing those. Um, But I would say I started Jen's program in earnest with clean fasting. It took me until just this last December. Did I finally really commit to that? And I was struggling with yo-yo fasting. So that can be, uh, such an emotional journey of, you know, you do this long fast and you lose your inflammation. You feel really good. You can lose a lot of weight. Of course, a lot of that will come back as water weight. Um, and so I didn't like the emotions of the the long ones and then after it was over would have some struggles eating correctly when it was time to eat again. And so my journey definitely shifted away from those longer fasts to more of a steady, just a clean fast, just maybe a 20 hours, something like that, that ended up being more of a sweet spot for me. So I've done a lot of variety with it. Um, but it, it didn't come into like a balance point for me as much until I kind of went a little bit shorter with it. So I keep it pretty short now. I don't go any longer than 42. I just, that's the longest I'll do right now.
0: When you were doing the extended fasting, which is a science within itself. And I will say if you've read any of Dr. Fung's materials, he, he comes from a point where he's dealing with morbidly obese people in his uh, clinic in Toronto, Canada, as a nephrologist, people who are looking at amputations and they've got to get the weight off now. So, and I always tell people when they come to me as a client, I say, no, I'm not an expert in in extended fasting. I said, you need a medical doctor. And, you know, it's a, it's a little different game here, Mm -hmm. but to the people who, when you read Dr. Fung's books, and I actually listen to him because they are very sciencey,
1: Yes. So I had
0: I have the one that Jimmy Moore is the narrator and he mm-hmm. explains, there are some people who jump right into it with extended fasting. And in those people, and those are people who are doing like four and five day fast. What were your longest fasts in the beginning, Emily?
1: Oh, I went pretty long. <laughs> I did really? some 14, I did some 14, some 12. Some <laughs> I really went into it. <laughs>
0: Did you do that? Dr. Fung does tell those people to keep them compliant to drink bone broth and have Mm. some fat. Did you even do that?
1: Every once in a while, um, I would have some, I I would lean into that a little bit, but, uh, and electrolytes. I was very uh, adamant about keeping my electrolytes on, but yeah, I did some long ones and I did a lot of the (sighs) like the 5 days and you know I did a lot of ones like yeah. that I was in a you know a group where I was doing group fasts and so we kind of egg each other on and things like you know so we encourage each other and things and it the, the the main thing I will just say is that you know he always said if you feel ill stop fasting just if if you do not feel good just stop And so I felt like, okay, you know, and I I followed that. And if it was just pushing it a little too hard, I just said, stop. Well, now I'm just at the point. I don't really like to push it that hard at all, unless there's a reason there would have to be a compelling reason for me to want to get back into that world. Um, I think it probably worked okay because my I was such a high weight. I was, you know, had 150 extra pounds of fat. And so I think for that situation, for my metabolic health, for whatever it was, it worked pretty well during that time. But it wasn't something that was sustainable long term right. I mean, we have to find something that can build into a lifestyle and it was okay for the family life, but not great because mom's just not. That's what I was
0: wondering. What did you do when you cooked for those humans? How how did you manage? (laughs) Right. I
1: mean, they're older and they, we do, they do a lot of themselves. My husband, you know, we all, this is a family affair. It's not on me at all, but it's, um, I, you know, on, on the, Side of things, it was like it was this the, was this the best fit? It was it served its purpose for that time, but you know eventually you are just like I want something that can work with my daily life, with my true priorities. That and it's
0: called know, chewing. That's what I yes. want to go with my daily life. It's putting food in my mouth. I that. want to chew the food. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> wow, that's a huge commitment. You really are all or nothing. I mean, yes, that is I so am. impressive, Emily. <laughs> Because I'm looking at you now, you're so slim. How tall are you? <laughs> I'm five eight.
1: Yeah, me five, too. Five, and so
0: I'm—I yeah. weigh in that same range. Yep. And so I wonder because when I, I one of my coaching clients, they and they and there were two men, and they had about fifty pounds to lose. So they said they were going to like their third week of intermittent fasting was going to do ADF, and that's a term we use for alternate day fasting. You eat Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, and you don't Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so I said, "I'll lock arms with you." You know, a few boys are going to do it, and girl, half of you know by Monday after my twenty-four hour fast, <laughs> I was, I was sour, I was hungry, and I ate. Now, and I and I, when I explained to them, I confessed when I met with them that week, I, and I told them, I said, "I really think it's because I don't need to do that. My body, I don't no. have a lot of, I don't have a lot of weight to lose. I was doing it too to look at." Uh, glucose because I was wearing a continuous glucose monitor during that. And it was yeah. normal. It would spike and it would come down if I had something kind of sugary after my meal. And so I told him, I said, I really think there comes a point where your body's going to fight. And that's it. This is what I was teaching them. Listen to your body. And I listened yes. to my body. I just tried it again last week. I've done a few 42 hour fasts. I was not the happiest. And really, it's mental. It is so mental. And mm-hmm. if I could just, and these boys, what they did, where they were drinking bone broth on their day oh, that they perfect. were fasting. I said, that's fine. Right. Doing like 200 mm-hmm. calories or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think, and that's where you are now, and not that you're asking me my opinion, but I think that your weight is so healthy for a woman, mm-hmm. our height, and for me to be in the 150s, I'm a size eight. Ish. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be a six and something. Yeah. And that's just I think my body's just saying, okay, we're done competing. <laughs> yes. Let's just let's just nourish every day and fast every day. Perfect. Perfect. Feels so, so good. So not that you asked. Yeah. But for you then, do you do <laughs> a twenty hour fast? Do you get that in during the day? Or what do you like to get in?
1: Uh lately I actually have been doing ADF and it's been wonderful. And I'm getting oh, some uh there you go. B- recomposition, getting body recomp right now. I'm not, not oh. the scale is really not moving at all, um, which okay. is fine. I'm pretty released from that. Um, so um, I'm just enjoying experimenting it back to the biohack, right? Is that I'm doing, uh, lots of fatty meats in my window. And I I have about two meals in my six hour window and then I have 42 hours of fasting. So lately I've experiment dip dip my toes in the ADF and it's feeling good. My body's adapted and you know, I have excellent energy for my workouts. I have, um, you know, fasting, you can get a high from fasting, like just a calm and a peace and a Zen. And what I'm finding with the ADF is that I get more of that.
0: Hi friends, since we're talking about intermittent fasting, I wanted to tell you about a service I provide. In fact, I reference it several times during my conversation today about intermittent fasting coaching. It's something I do one-on-one for people. Some people choose to do it in a group session, but what whichever way you choose, it provides you both the science that I've learned from Dr. Jason Fung, Jen Stevens, Laurie Lewis, the people who have gone before me in this. And it also helps you lock arms with someone, not just for accountability, but every week my clients have questions and they're unique to them, but they're usually a common theme of, can I eat this? What do I do about this? And I love seeing people succeed. I've referenced the chef that I'm working with, who's lost mm, almost 50 pounds, maybe a little more than that now. And it's just been a few months. Now, not everyone obviously has that type of success, but he had a lot of weight to lose. No matter if you want to lose five pounds or zero pounds, because we call this the health plan with the side effect of weight loss, just go to the show notes and see my email. It's fasting at Lisa Fisher said.com.
1: And so I get, I get more of that fasting Zen. And so that's been really fun. That's kind of motivating me and it's uh, convenient for productivity. Um, so yeah, that, I think that will just evolve and change over time, but that's, I've been doing that since uh, just July, about six weeks, I've been doing ADF and I've been really, really loving it. It's agreeing with me at the moment. So, but before I was that, so most so I started my clean fast commitment actually only started last December and I, yeah, anywhere from sometimes 14, 16, 18, 22 variety. I just, I, I, I'm just, I can't ever keep it quite the same (laughs) committed to a daily fast every day, but mix it up depending on life.
0: You and I are wired to do, to mix things up people who within seven Enneagram, that's part of what we like is fun and something different. So I will say now I'm thinking, gosh, okay, I'll do an ADF again. I'll try it. Cause you know, I would love to, I mean, we all want body recomposition and that's the yes. term we use when your pants are smaller, but the scale hasn't moved. It's because you're burning this fat for fuel. But, yes. um, I also think too, that our, we don't want our bodies to become complacent and get accustomed to our fasting schedule because sometimes people see weight gain. Um, mm-hmm. and that does mean that Today I'll do a 24 hour fast. Tomorrow I'll have a six hour window, but the next day I might have a two hour window. Now I do that all the time because mm-hmm. listening to my body. And um, we're moving to a new residence after 24 years here. Um, you know, Ugh. our kids have moved out. We're grandparents. <laughs> Greatest time of my life. <laughs> uh, time of my life. Um, but all that it. to say, even though I feel like I haven't been stressed about the move, I think I'm producing some cortisol. Because last week I was unusually hungry for me, eating yes. two meals in my window. Typically mm-hmm. don't do that, but I was listening to my body. But just as I did that for four days, for four days now, I've had two hour windows and I'm eating a meal and a snack. So yes. that's what people sometimes panic about. They'll say, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm I'm eating too much. I said, it all evens out. Do you feel like that, mm-hmm. Emily, that you have days Absolutely. where you really yeah. are hungrier and then days you're just not?
1: Absolutely. I do. And the stress level too. It's interesting. Sometimes stressful times, uh, the fast will be what I need because I'll need that mental clarity to get the work done that's in front of me and to tackle the projects that are in front of me. Um, and I don't worry if, if I, uh, am having more of like an emotional stress and I need a little bit of comforty foods or something. I don't, I don't worry about that because I have a clean fasting window every day. And so, and I only eat high nutrition foods. And so even if I just need to eat a little bit more, you know, like it's not emotional, like I'm not going to it for my, for my emotions anymore. I don't rely on it, but it's just, if I, if it, goes a little bit that way it's okay because this clean fasting period just totally regenerates my entire body and absolutely listen to your body you're going to have different times of the month you're going to have different needs of course different activity levels you're going to have different needs and different cortisol responses and things that are happening inside your body your heart rate may be really different in this little tiny period of high intense. So yeah, I think that's so important. Uh, and I I love having variety. I think that that's a really good thing to have a variety of different windows that you play with. Absolutely.
0: Did you ever think that you would enjoy exercise in the fasted state?
1: Oh, Oh, I this summer. So, since I've been doing ADF, I'm fasting a little bit more than normal. I'd say most this year I did just a daily, like anywhere from a 20, 20 hour fast average. So, now that I'm fasting, I'm only eating every other day. My exercise on my fast days, I have so much energy, so many ketones. I just uh, went on this hike with my daughters a couple weeks ago and I started running. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to start trail running now. <laughs> wow. I just hit this. Yeah. <laughs> so, fasted exercise has been amazing. I, I never thought that I would ever jog or run or anything like that. And just this year, I started doing what's called a math training. Uh, uh, you watch your uh, maximum aerobic function, you watch your heart rate, and you keep it kind of a lower heart rate, actually. You know, it's uh, good, kind of more of an endurance type of way of going about it but yeah i mean i I run for my 50th birthday i ran an hour and i just jogged just a slow jog (laughs)
0: <laughs> awesome Awesome.
1: I've had my heart rate right in that you know 130 you know kind of a nice low heart rate just a little just a little saunter really but I awesome. can just go and go and so yeah my uh my conditioning has definitely gone up this year my energy has gone up uh the more that I tie into nutrition and fasting at uh, the, the my performance the more I can do it feels so good and Fifty, is such a you know, great time. Like this, I don't know. Just you always think that you're going to start feeling worse and worse with age. It's like, I, no, you you can find these tools, these health tools, and you can feel the best you've ever felt. So that's where I am at. That's, Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, uh, just so listeners know, when we use the term clean fasting, that means nothing of any flavor at all goes in your body. So that means not even lemon or lime in your water because that's food, your body. What people don't realize when they argue because they'll first argue and say, but I have stevia at zero calorie. And I said, but your body doesn't read labels. Your body doesn't know that zero calories. Your brain recognizes your pituitary tells everybody down here, meaning your pancreas and everybody else that has to get chop, chop, food's coming, release insulin. And we know that insulin though, we have to have it to live. It's also a fat storing hormone. Mm -hmm. And so once we understand the science of that, I think mm-hmm. then people don't argue as much and then they kind of, that that's, I think that's the first pushback I get, Emily, yes. when I talk to people is, but I just put Stevia or I put sweet and low and I'm like, mm, you know, if you're real, don't, 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 don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Don't do artificial sweeteners. Um, well then that brings me to, are you eating anything of any sweetness now during your carnivore diet paradigm? You know, I'm
1: not, um, I had, uh, so there's a couple of things that I've had outside the carnivore palette that I would call sprinkles, you know, carnivores like, are you mostly carnivore? Are you strict carnivore? So for a little bit, I was having some of the MCT powder because I was, I was doing another (laughs) biohack. There was a MCT powder experiment on Instagram that I was playing around with. And so that had some sweet to me, the MCT powder tastes sweet. Um, but my taste buds have changed so much and I, I'm going dairy free right now. I'm on day six of dairy free, but before I, that's a real recent change for me. And so up thoughts and
0: prayers, recently. I'm just going to say <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Thank thoughts you. and prayers. Cause <laughs> Thank you. It, it's, it's a hard hump to get over. I got oh. off wheat. And then I did soy and corn, but I dabble. I put my toe back in that heavy cream yes. once in a while because I, I want it with my mashed potatoes I'm making today. So it's hard. <gasps> oh, art.
1: I know. I know. So thank you. I appreciate that encouragement. I'm, you know, I'm to try to stay off it until December. I figure Christmas time. I'll, I'll, I'll deserve it by then. If I, if I, if I've yeah. steered cleared yeah.
0: of cheese and heavy <laughs> whipped cream until then. <laughs> if you live I mean, yes. at that point, you yes. think, I don't even know if I can live without cheese. It's, it's right. so hard. It's right. <laughs> so are you doing that as a biohack or just seeing what mm-hmm. you're sensitive to? Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it actually falls under the addiction category for me. So, any kind of food Got that it. to me I feel like I can't get full off of, that I can't get enough of, that I hit it up for Good. the wrong reasons, then it goes on this list of like, I think I, I want the discipline and the challenge of not having food addictions. And so that's kind of where that falls for me. But when I was having uh, the heavy whipped cream and the cheese, that would taste sweet. So the cream would taste sweet. Um, But no, for the most part, I just I decided that I didn't want sweets. And I definitely had some. Oh, we were on a vacation and they had free open bar. And so I had stuff, you know? So I had some times that were on my, I don't know if you want to call it a cheat day or it's, I slipped or something. So, but no, into my normal, uh, day, uh, no, I don't really have sweet palate anymore and it's, it's good. Wow. That's freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's really freedom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So would you drink alcohol? Because that does, I, do we convert that to a sugar? Do we burn it as a sugar? I really don't understand the science. Well,
1: on the oxidative priority, it burns first. I do know that, that that's the, you know, when you're looking at your protein, your fat, your carbs, your alcohol, Uh the alcohol is the first thing to burn. I know that much, (laughs) Uh, but no, I don't, I'm on a break from that. Um, I just, I had, I was out with a girlfriend last, these last couple days we were at the hot springs and I had something, it was a low carb. I think it was called truly, I want to say, True, but yeah. I don't, I don't, is that what it's called? Truly is lying. Yeah. All it the kids wonderful. are drinking
0: it. Yeah. They're, oh, it's okay. a big thing. Like my, my adult children, I'll say, what do you want? They go, I want a seltzer or a truly. So they're yes. all drinking them because yes. they're, they're okay. zero carb. They're zero carb. Or, or one and they have- or zero. Yeah. Zero or one. Yeah.
1: It's it was such an insignificant amount. And this was a friend we were celebrating our 50th birthday and we'd see each other once a year. It's like, yeah, I'm going to have a truly. That's fine. You know, (laughs) go ahead, liver oxidative priority once or twice a year. Have at it. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I am, I, I don't have a lot of wine. I don't have a lot of, um. so it's just not an issue for me. So I, I would definitely have to, you know, evaluate that and make a decision if I was in circles and if, if in my life, that was something, but we're as pretty PG. We just got the kids at home and we're just kind of dorking right. around being a family for the most part. I'm right. not like in a life chapter where there's a, where there's a lot of that.
0: So yeah. Right. I, I remember those days. Now let's yes. talk about your skin because it looks Dang. very smooth. What I see, you're very fit. You're in athletic wear. Of course, this is on YouTube. If anyone wants to find it on YouTube, see so <laughs> yeah, how beautiful Emily is. But um, what does your skin, do your ears hang low? No. Does your skin <laughs> sag? <laughs> I had to. It just came up. Um,
1: My skin. I have some loose skin here and there. Um, okay. I would say that the anti-inflammatory properties of, um, a keto diet or a low carb diet and all the fasting that I do, I get so much autophagy so much. And so I actually don't use any products and I don't wear makeup. And, um, and I, there's another thing that is so good for your skin is sweating, I think. And so I do quite a bit of, uh, exercise, you know, I'm, I mean, three times a week, two to three times a week. I'm out running. Good. So I get a ton of sweating when I'm doing that. I also enjoy sauna. I love sauna. and I
0: It's bought really a, good for um, you.
1: Oh, I just love it. I bought a um, mm-hmm. portable sauna. It's like this little tent and my head pops out of it. Oh,
0: wow.
1: <laughs> Have you heard of these? <laughs>
0: yeah. You're committed. And- <laughs> I know people do the infrared too. They do those. Yeah. This the is infrared. Stuff like that. This is okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think wow, it's like dollars on Amazon. Uh, yeah, I love it. And, um, so when I used to do more extended fast, I get really cold. It, I it would just help me if I was into the fast and it helped me deal with that cold with your internal body temp, you know, um, that that's a good biohack that people are doing is your cold shower versus your hot. So I'll do that. I'll sauna and then I'll go in cold shower for a little while. And that kind of shocks your metabolism and it gives you good mitochondrial boost. Um, so my skincare is, I don't do anything formally as far as that kind of thing. Uh, I think that I live such an autophagy friendly lifestyle that I think I get a lot of benefits just because I have zero inflammation. I've got autophagy just running through, transferring my cells all the time. And then the exercise and the sauna, I think that all just kind of adds up to helping me have pretty, pretty good skin so far. It's feeling good. So yeah. Autophagy
0: is a magical cellular clean out that yes. if you do every day, I mean, it's it, Dr. Fung calls it your cancer prevention, cancer cure, yes. can, the cure for obesity. Absolutely. I mean, he uses it mm-hmm. in so many terms and he can make that statement. This is not medical advice from neither Emily nor me. We're telling you no. only what we've heard, read and heard from yes. a real leader in the intermittent fasting cure. Absolutely. but the other thing I heard him say recently that I've never, never been able to put into words and it. Now it defines it. I always thought, cause when my son was the first person who introduced me to intermittent fasting in 2017, he was a college student and he, he's a biohacker. So he loves, he's okay. an athlete. So, um, yes. that's how he came to it from that perspective, not really to lose weight. But he would tell me, he'd say, mom, um, you fire ketones, you burn these ketones and your brain is firing. And I just heard Dr. Funk say in a video the other day that he just posted recently that you're actually, your adrenals are producing adrenaline and mm-hmm. that's why you have so much energy and clarity. And nice. one of my my obese client who used to have to go home, he's a chef, so he would work like um, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then 5 p.m. for 9 p.m., the dinner service or whatever it was, he would go home. He had to nap every day because he weighed 359 yeah. pounds oh, yeah. and he was sweating and tired. And when I talked to him today, he said, he goes, I watch the Olympics now. He said, I couldn't take a nap if my life depended on it. He said, I have so Absolutely. much energy. He's, he's lost 53 pounds or whatever it is. I, he said, I just have so much energy. Isn't that great? And so I just said, yes. I was like, dude, you're halfway there. He may lose 100 pounds from where he started. Yeah. And yeah, I said, you may lose more than that because he was even telling me this. Um, he's in his 50s. He may be 60 now. In fact, I've known him for 40 years. He said that even as a seventh grader, he had a 40 inch waist. Mm-hmm. And then as I, yep. cause I said, what was your weight in high school? And he's uh, about six two, and he said it was about two sixty five. I played sports, but my waist was forty inches. He goes, but it was forty inches in seventh grade, and now he's already at about forty four inches. He's because his waist is coming down. Closing I said, in. I go, you may get down to thirty six or thirty yes. four. you know, I said you don't know what your body's going to do because that's this is what he said, and you're explaining it. He said, I hadn't lost any weight, but he said, I've lost two inches in my waist. He goes, I can't. Yes. His chef jackets. He goes, I'm having to get, I don't even have chef jackets this small because he can't remember being, you know, losing weight like this. And I said, that's the power of autophagy.
1: Yes, it absolutely is, and that I'm experiencing that same thing with the, with the alternate fasting because I'm getting a lot of autophagy. I'm getting a lot of the the growth hormones that are stimulated in that fasting, where my weight's staying the same, but my waist is getting smaller, and my muscles are growing. They're getting extra boost from this, you know, particular way that we're getting in there and, and stimulating the mitochondria. And that is just such a great story. I, I am so excited for him. He's just got Me all too. the success of the world in front of I know. him
0: too. I know. Yeah. And he has yeah. given up alcohol, he said, because he has a self-control issue. And yeah. and he said, I really don't even want it. And that's what he was saying. His palate is changing too. And yes, he would we do have a battle full of fresh fruits here in Arkansas which he he was, he was opening though, his window with fresh fruits and it was probably not making him feel great. I said, he said, I'm realizing I have to open my window with protein. I said, that's pretty common or our high fat. If I do avocado Mm -hmm. or if I do cashews, I roast cashews, Mm -hmm. put olive oil on them and then salt and curry powder. And -hmm. so they're curried cashews. And Mm -hmm. so I can eat that and an avocado and that's probably my snack for the day. And then I'll have a meal later, you know, it's Perfect. so satisfying so does autophagy increase in the hours that you go past 18 19 20 hours fasting does your autophagy it, actually increase so i know
1: what comes up is the is the growth hormone um and okay. that that kind of stimulates that muscle growth and so um yeah if you're talking about uh, levels of adrenaline and levels of ketones um i I think so but it when you get into the nitty-gritty of this these a lot of these actually are theories. That's so true. That's autophagy true. is uh and a lot of our research in it is in rats. And so uh when you say well they get this much autophagy over this many of times it that's a really different situation that we're dealing with. And so I think that my understanding is that autophagy is a little bit more in the theory box right now than something that we can measure. But the things that we can measure are more like your human growth hormone, your insulin levels, your glucose levels, your ketones, you know, so ketones are funny to measure too, because they're different depending on how efficient you are. Sometimes if you're, you know, peeing on a thing and it's purple, it it doesn't always mean exactly, or it's not purple, the worst, you know, it doesn't always mean that you don't have a strong ketosis or enough ketosis or that you have to have this amount, you know? Um, so I, I, what I think is happening with that longer fast is that I'm getting more of the, uh, the human growth hormone that's stimulated, that is increasing my lean muscle mass and is changing my body composition. That's what I, that's what I think is going on there.
0: Yeah. I'm still thinking about those skinny rats who've really had hours of autophagy. They look great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, so you started 2017. Tell me what your um, goals were. Like when you first started, what did you think in your mind you were going to weigh? Oh, oh yeah. That
1: is such a great question. Um, Never in a million, gazillion, quadrillion years do I think I would be in the low one fifties.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> what? That is awesome.
1: And I don't have very much attachment to that in a degree as well. Like I think the more athletic I become, the more I become interested in what is my DEXA scan gonna say? Good, you know, what is good. my body fat yeah. percent gonna yeah. say? I I want the muscles and you know, so whatever the gravitational force on my body says, I really don't care. Uh, but I can see my physique changing and I can see strength gains. And so there's so many different ways to like measure things. Um, but yeah, when I was up high like that, I think if I, I just was so excited to get under 200 and I probably figured that my maintenance weight would be you know, 180 or 190 or, you know, something like that. Um, and so I think that that just changed the more I realized how much I love to exercise and that world kind of has this, um, how much muscle do you have? (laughs) Right. So yeah, that's changed for me. Uh, I have a very good friend that we do a lot of peer coaching. I, this is what I do. I ping friends that have a common interest and we text each other all day long about this, you know, about our health goals and all that. And so I've just, I've been in, in so many peer coaching relationships over these four years that have, uh, I've learned so much and have given me that little boost and that confidence. And, um, so one of the gals, that I'm in a, in a friendship like that right now, she just, uh, is, she's a crossfitter and she eats mostly meat based and low carb and everything, but she just reached a 20% body fat percent. It's like, oh, that is Her just woman? so
0: cool. Wow. Yes. And yeah. she's,
1: she's my age, she's 50,
0: you know? And wow. so it's just
1: like so cool to see what we are capable of. Does that have to be athleticism, biohacking? No, no. You know, you do your thing, find your interests, find your passion, you know? So, but what's a shame will help you with that,
0: right? What I think is a shame is the only barometer your doctor has is that mean white scale you have to hop on, and it Dumb. brands you, and it's it's such a lie. I mean, really, yeah. I wish they were coming in saying, um, "How long did you fast yesterday? You know, what what's your autophagy looking like? How, how is your hor- human growth hormone? What what's your insulin? Because they don't really measure insulin; they measure your blood glucose level." But what what are all these things doing? Because that tells more of what's your visceral fat? What's your waist circumference? Yes. Now they are moving more toward a waist circumference. and I know with women they'll have a number, maybe probably men too. But I hate it that we are we all wake up and think, what's that mean old scale gonna say when I go in the bathroom?
1: Oh. I agree. It's a terrible, in fact, I, I've just been thinking about another challenge for myself about maybe not weighing, um, <clears throat> which would yeah. be just, I couldn't even imagine. I've, I haven't gone, you know, for the, for the most part it's under control for me and it's just data. And I, I believe in a weight range. I don't believe in a set goal, you know, a 10 pound range or something I think is fine. Um, But yeah, somebody just challenged me to that today, actually, and thought, well, what would that be like if I just took a a month or two months or three months, I just didn't even get that information. How would that be? (laughs) But when my friends are talking to me about wanting to improve their health, I like them to look at their inflammation markers. I want them to specifically ask their doctor for their fasted insulin, for their inflammation markers of Course I want to know about their cholesterol profile, but there's certain cholesterols that are really indicative and certain cholesterols that really aren't in this this huge statin situation of give everybody a, you know, in this LDL, you know, it just is yes. <laughs> blah blah blah. You it hear just me. makes you makes me me. crazy
0: <laughs> because that is such a money cha-ching yeah. for the yes. medical for pharma is you taking a statin. I mean I can't say anymore because it sounds like medical advice. So I I know I'm gonna, yep, I'm, I agree. Gonna, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Close my mouth. Do you know how important cholesterol is for your sex hormones? Do you know That's how important right. cholesterol is for so many things? I mean mm-hmm. uh, they're just mm-hmm. I've just seen too many studies about postmortems and autopsies they've done on people. Um, it wasn't because of high cholesterol that they had mm-hmm. certain conditions. So I can't say any more. Absolutely. I don't, like, get in trouble. We're out of time here, Emily, you're so engaging and so cheerful. And thank you for spreading the evangelism that is intermittent fasting. Keep preaching it and be that sunshine in the Pacific Northwest. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher said podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.